some board issues here in the studio it's pretty good fake bass there what's up sir gorgeous <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that inside joke i'm doing well how about you i'm good thanks why don't you tell the people what this is this is unsponsored content good afternoon good evening wherever you're listening around the world i'm aaron baker i'm joined by my current what is it i say current I thought it was pretty funny, but my I'm blanking My former colleague, it. my current buddy. My former colleague, my current buddy, Noah Kravitz. Um, and the crowd goes wild. Yoo-hoo. How's it going, man? What is this, episode number four? This is like, yeah, I would say four. We're rocking and rolling. We did. We debuted at number 12 on the <laughs> iTunes gadget charts, and now we've dropped off completely. But you know what? Do you know what is on the charts as of this afternoon? What? At number 178 on the gadgets list, which is a sub-list of technology, uh, was Noah's Bark from PhoneDog.com. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So appara- apparently people uh, people heard me and you and were like... Nostalgia. We yeah, we don't, we don't want current Aaron and Noah. We want old Noah. Old so, Noah, yeah. I yeah. like it. So I think if you start your own podcast right now, in a couple of years, when you start something new with somebody else... Your old podcast will get popular. It'll be like, you know, hopefully, if I if I get the chance, work for like CNN or something, and it'll be like, forget CNN, I want to watch oh, unsponsored oh, content. Oh, what happened? There was a whole, whole lot of echo. Oh, I don't know. That was weird. Yeah, I'm getting some echo too. Maybe it's just a Thursday night party. Well, let's just dive right into it, should we? Let's do it. All right, I've got the car and driver 10 best cars for 2016 issue. Uh, what do you want to start with? Now, let's say iPhone 7 rumors. I don't know if that's in this magazine. What's in the magazine? Um, the Mazda MX-5 Miata. Oh, nice. Uh, Mazda 3, Porsche Boxster, and Cayman. Let's talk it's about the Mazda same... 3, because actually we have a Mazda 3, so that's it's, worth talking about. It's the same cars every year. Oh, excellent. Good. So it's it really, like the shortest article in the magazine. It, no, I'm just saying like the top 10 cars, it's the same cars every year. It's the Volkswagen Golf. It's the Porsche Cayman Boxster, it's uh, some Mazda, it's the Honda Accord, Cadillac uh, CTS, it's all the same stuff. Um, You have a Mazda 3, but I want to know about that. I mean, they do. We'll save that for the lightning round. Yeah, yeah, Mazda 3 and Ford Fusion, so get ready. So the the, uh, rumor mill... Don't you love the rumor mill? It never dies. It never dies. Um... Other things that never die are bad jokes that we get. We tell taxes. Yeah, that's and true. Evil and um, cats. Nu- nuclear half life and cats. All things that I don't like. So you don't like don't cats? I'm staring at a cat right now. Yeah, Callie no, is offended. I do not like cats. Callie can suck it. Mm. Um, did I just say that? What yeah. Was, get yeah. Well, get ready like? when you come stay over at our house and she I won't. Know, pees on your bed or something. I'm not going to stay over at your house because you have a cat. Oh, so you're just not going to actually come over at all? Correct. Okay, fair enough. I'll meet, I'll meet you out somewhere. I'll meet you in, like, New Mexico. All right. 
Um, hey, remember that time at the piano bar in Barcelona? Oh, I love that. Sweet piano songs and the Spanish mafia. That's a story for another day, though, I think. All right. So the uh, iPhone rumors, um, so there, there are sort of two, two parts to this story as I, as I read it, but maybe you read more or different. So you tell me if you read something differently. There is the, the really, it's just a subset of a larger thing. The subset, the thing that seemed to have some some weight behind it as a rumor is that Apple is, and I, I'll say once again, because this was rumored before iPhone 6 came out also, they are considering dropping the standard headphone jack on iPhone 7 yeah. in favor of a lightning connector only. Um, and then they would presumably include earbuds with a lightning connector at the end instead of a standard 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. Uh, there are already lightning headphones out in the world. Philips makes a pair. I think they literally may be the only ones. Um, but this rumor would say, you know, Apple's going to do what they did to the CD-ROM and the floppy drive and whatever else and uh, optical media in general and just, you know, pull an Apple, ditch a standard. Yeah, uh, don't you love it? You know, in the name of moving forward. The larger, um, the larger rumor that I, does not seem to carry as much weight um, was that in addition to dropping the headphone jack, the iPhone 7 is also going to have like multi-touch, 3D force touch, whatever they call the pressure-sensitive touch. It's going to become multi-touch. And uh, I don't know, there's some other wacky things in there. And I obviously paid a lot of attention to that larger set of rumors because I can't remember any of them. But the headphone jack thing is the one, the one that that got some, got some play on the internet's oh, yeah. the past week. And everybody was pretty pissed. Not everybody, most people. Most people, yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. What were you? How did you feel? Well, I'm of two minds here. Um, at the time, I, I I thought that it was. I could totally see Apple doing it, and I thought, man, I really hope they don't do it because um, I use the headphone jack on my iPhone uh, actually literally every day. Yeah, same. Um, um, but at the same time, it's a standard that, you know, from a micro world point of view, it's the one jack. <laughs> it's the one jack that I actually care about. <laughs> what a sentence that is. It's definitely um, a jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah, I got... Uh, images conjured simultaneously of porn and uh, that awful mascot from Jack in the Box. Well, uh, quick question though, quick kind of lightning round question now. Are you a fan of lanyard holes? No. Okay. I don't, I'm not. Right. I know you are. But Sorry, I'm, yeah, I distracted you. No, no it's okay. Um, so from my own micro point of view, I was like, no, they can't get rid of it because that's the one that I use. And I, you know, back in the day, I used to rant all the time about companies not putting a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack in their phones. And yeah. some of them had 2.5 millimeter mono, whatever, and just put the real headphone jack in there. And it was such a revelation when, uh, you know, phones started to have them. And then the first iPhone did, although it was recessed, which was stupid. And you had to get in the, I had this like awful adapter <laughs> that it was, it wasn't even an adapter. It was like a 3.5 to 3.5, but it just made it so that like it stuck out far enough that you could actually plug normal headphones into it. So from that, you know, from that standpoint, it's really annoying. But from a macro view, and I was listening to a podcast earlier in the week where the, the two podcasters is an Apple podcast, and they were both like, it was a Gruber's show. And, oh, yeah. um, and he had, uh, 
Oh, man. It was not John Syracuse. It was somebody else on it. Somebody, one of those Apple guys. Not an action. Was he but, uh, was he like 184 on the list, right right above ours, or right below ours, maybe 186? No, I think he held steady around you know where we were when we debuted. He's still wait. He's yeah, it's not okay. good. Okay. Yeah, we've fallen, man. We've fallen. I know. Um, and they were talking about how they never use the jack, so who cares? And that who cares in the global sense, but to them, it's you know like whatever. Sure. And so so hearing that and then thinking about it from like the larger point of view, it'd be a very Apple thing to do. Apple is arguably or some would argue that Apple is obsessed with making their devices as thin as possible. And so if the 3.5 millimeter jack is the only barrier right now to making the iPhone even thinner um, and having one lightning port that can do it all, you know, would make it thinner, then why should they let that stand in the way? And especially because it's a decades old standard and, you know, it's time to go and et cetera, et cetera. And then what was interesting was that then, um, and I don't remember if it was on the podcast or, or I was talking to somebody the next day, the idea was floated like, well, if they're going to do that, why not just make the whole thing, don't have any ports at all. Don't have a lightning port. Make mm -hmm. the whole, you know, wireless charging, build wireless charging into the back panel of the device, whether it's... Um... <laughs> she like this. Chi. Thank you. I kept, I kept saying... I keep, whenever I want to refer to the wireless Qi standard, I keep thinking wireless key. It's not called key. <laughs> There's looks a different like key, way to pronounce it, and I yeah. can't think of it. All right. um, it does, so, actually doesn't look like key, but I say the same thing. Yeah. So why not build you know, their own version of that because they'd never adopt the regular standard. You know, put their own thing in there and just make it like you, know, you have to go Bluetooth to, uh, to use the audio and whatever. And I don't think, like even if, they had wireless charging that they were happy with. I don't think they would go quite that far yet. Um, so I don't know. I personally hope that uh, that they don't do it. But yeah, same. You know, I could see it happening. The, the the other thing, and then I'll shut up. The other thing that was mentioned, which is a, a very good point, is that if all there was was a lightning port, um, then you could not you could not use earphones while your device was plugged in. Yeah. And so you couldn't say, you know, if you're watching video and video, you know, can drain the battery pretty quick, then, you know, then you're sort of stuck. Because yeah. I think there's a lot of people out there now who will, you know, watch video with earphones plugged in to listen to it and then also have the device plugged in to, to power. Um, so that would be an issue. I so, started to yeah. say with the exception of like unless the iPhone 7 has wireless charging and then I realized no one's going to sit there plug their phone or put their phone on the wireless charger and then stand over it with headphones in. <laughs> That's probably not user friendly. Except, you know, that just conjures up images of like, like, I don't know, a few months ago, um, we took my six year old into downtown San Francisco so um, he could see where I work. And we, we came up out of BART, which is the underground train. And we came up onto the street and he said, Daddy, how can all those people walk around looking at their phones? They're all just staring down at their screens. How can they walk around like that? So, I mean, really, is the notion of somebody, like, standing hunched over a wireless <laughs> charging port any more ridiculous than probably that? Probably not. Yeah. That's very true. You were probably like, hang on one second, son, I'm texting. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. no, exactly. I was. No, I think, so for me, I have a really interesting personal use case with this because I, like you, use my headphones every single day. I'm using the 6S Plus right now. I work out after work every single day, and so I plug my headphones in, and inevitably, once a month, I forget my headphones. Wait, stop, stop. Yeah. 
Okay, start again. You don't have to start over. Just start from inevitably once a month. Inevitably once a month. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, inevitably once a month. I forget my headphones, whether they're, you know, I leave them at home or I leave them at work at the, on my desk or something. I'll forget my headphones and I have to buy a pair at the gym. And so obviously at some point this would become an, a pretty standard accessory if they did this in retail stores. But when you get into like small places like gyms and, you know, other places where they sell maybe one, two pairs of headphones, will they have that? Won't they have it? It's just kind of frustrating to think that I wouldn't be able to pick up a pair of headphones. And I mean, it's something I use every single day. But that's how it was. I mean, that's how it always is when there's a new standard, right? And it'll be a pain in the neck for, you know, however long, a couple months, a couple years, whatever it is. And then, and then, you know, the new standard will take hold. It's like a switchable thing. I would switch back to Android immediately if it happened. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I could see myself possibly doing that also. I mean, yeah. obviously, either Apple or somebody else would pretty quickly make a lightning to three and a half millimeter dongle which just you know it, it hark like it's like we were talking about a couple episodes ago when we were talking about our our favorite phones from you know what was your favorite from from that particular time period and i was talking about the sony phone that was the first phone i could plug my earphones into and it had this dongle that was a giant mess but at least i could plug my earphones into it and you know, it would be, this, it'd be like 10 years later, right yeah. back to where we started. Some uh, things never change. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Do you think, do you think the, uh, the iPhone next, we'll call it the iPhone 7 um, next year, will not have a three and a half millimeter headphone jack? I will. I'll give the caveat. Take rumors with a grain of salt, blah, blah, blah. No, I, I do think it'll probably be without a headphone jack. I think it falls in line with everything else they've done with like the current MacBook Airs in terms of consolidating everything down to a lightning port. Wait, stop so. talking. I'm done. Okay, start again. Where? There's this echo that like builds up. And so oh, when you stop talking, it like releases the echo into the air. Okay. Release the echo. Release the echo. Release the echo. Uh, no, what I was saying was, if you look at what they're doing with the MacBook Air and with some of their other stuff, they're consolidating ports down. So it would only make sense, given what they've done with like the MacBook Air, that they would do that with the iPhone at some point, whether it's seven or one additional one. I don't know, but I would guess, yeah. I'm gonna say no. I don't think. Uh, I don't think. I don't think it's worth it for them yet. You're gonna because say no because you love conflict. You're well, cute. that too. I don't love conflict. I just like disagreeing with people on the internet. Yeah. Um, in, in real life, I'm a yes <laughs> man. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I'm sure they have engineers who have thought through, you know, potential solutions to, you know, the problems we just talked about and then lots of other problems and et cetera, et cetera. But I just, I think what you said about how, you know, you would switch immediately to Android if that happened. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're not alone. I think there are enough people out there who would potentially do that. And I think some people, I mean, for me, it's just a feature I use every day. For others, they, they use it once a month or maybe they never use it. So it's one. Okay, stop talking. Release the echo. Okay, go ahead. I forgot what I was going to say. It wasn't important. All right. Uh, well, let's move on then. Unless there are any other iPhone 7 rumors. No, I think that's, I mean, that's because. the only ones that I can think of. The that's other thing one, yeah. that I find fascinating moving on is that OnePlus released, or they, they got rid of their invite method for the OnePlus 2. Did you hear about this? I did. Yeah, what do you think of that? I, well, I, so actually, back up. What do you think of the entire process, like from a marketing standpoint, 
I thought it built a pretty solid amount of buzz with the invite-only process, and now they're getting rid of that. Does that speak to them not selling enough phones, or does that speak to them selling so many that they're now confident in the fact that they can do this and get away with it? They'll be gone inside of two years, so who cares? Okay, that's yeah, that's my answer. There's no mistake. Um, yep, I don't. Um, I think they did generate buzz with the invite system. I think it was a stunt. I think it worked. I think speaking broadly and using the term "nobody" uh, incorrectly to make a point, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. The number of phones that they've sold is so such a small piece of the market I, they could do whatever they want it's I funny i loved it, it from like my marketing brain perspective i loved it from a marketing perspective i thought it was a really creative it was well executed idea except except for the whole like send us your sexy photos angle that was terrible yeah what was that what happened i can't it was what like last year yeah, it was, it was, um, yeah, I don't remember if it was the original, so did they, I don't remember if it was the original or the two, I think it was the original. I think it was the original, yeah, it was like halfway the through two, the sales cycle. Because the two didn't get nearly as much buzz as the, as the one did. Right. Um, the two I only remember because they launched it on, they, on VR, they did like a, you know, you could watch like a YouTube 360 live stream of the launch. And I was, and at the time, I was playing around a lot with VR stuff, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" And then I looked at the video, and it was just—it was so poorly executed. It was like, "Yeah, whatever." They spent like it was like thirty minutes long, and it was so boring. Um, uh, that's all I really remember about the launch cycle for the two, and also that um, I couldn't sell my invites for anything. On the one, I got some invites, and I sold them on eBay, and I, you know, made some pocket money. Nice. Um, but yeah, they did something with the one where like. You know, they were out of invites and, and there was demand built up for them. And they did some, they tried to do some social campaign to get people to send in. Essentially, it was like, like, girls, send us photos of you being sexy in less than full clothing. And maybe you'll get an invite. Uh, and gotcha. and it, it blew up in their faces a little bit, um, which uh, serves them right, I say. I vaguely um, remember this. But yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, the phone, you know, the phone was cool. I agree. They did a great job of building buzz for the initial phone. But their slice of the market is not very big, and it's not getting bigger. Or if it is getting bigger, I shouldn't say that. I don't know the actual stats. But, like, it's not – I have never heard anybody other than either a current or former phone reviewer or – People at a phone-specific event talk about OnePlus. Huh, interesting. Okay, that's Have fair. you? No, I mean, I can't, not that I can think of, but then again, yeah. this isn't OnePlus's primary market, so I can't say with authority. That's, that's a good point, sure. Yeah. But the, the other thing, and, and again, caveat, I'm a geek. I would say you're probably a geek as well. I love these small startups. I love the OnePluses of the world, the Oppos of the world, the Robins of the world, even the HTCs and Motorola's. Like, I love that scrappy... Well, I, I loved Oppo, working for one, and I love—I I just love the idea of them. Oppo, Oppo, HTC, and certainly Motorola are not small, scrappy startups. I should say operate like scrappy startups. And Motoro- or are Motor- scrappy startups. Motorola does not operate like a small, scrappy startup. Oh, I absolutely think they do. Having worked with them in a yeah, previous you, I job. guess you've worked a little closer 
on this side of the fence with them than I have. Yeah, I'm, I know what I'm talking about, man. Uh, you're right. I'm sorry. I sit corrected. I sit corrected. I just, I don't think, so let's talk about, let's talk about Robin then for a minute. Okay. Um, you know, I want Robin to succeed because a good, uh, well, I like to think of him as a good friend. I don't see him much anymore these days. But, uh, you know, a friend of mine, friend of ours, um, is working with them. Um, we'll call him Derek. Eric Lin we'll call him Eric Lynn. Yeah, weird. Okay. Cool. Um, I don't see them getting very much traction at all in the United States. I think the chance, so my biggest challenge that I see with Robin is it'd be the equivalent of like, unless I'm missing something based on what they're doing, it'd be the equivalent of creating an amazing car with all of these amazing features that got three miles to the gallon when gas was $4 a gallon. I, you know, their whole premise is about being based in the cloud. And I think that's cool. And I think that's where the world is going. And it's great when you're connected to computer Wait, stop, stop, release. Release the cloud. Okay. Or sorry, yeah. release the echo. <laughs> release the cloud. Or release the cloud. You can release whatever clouds you want because I'm not in your cat infested house. So. Release the cloud. No, I, is, is it good now? Yeah, we're good. Okay. So I think unless I'm missing a key part of their premise, you know, a lot of their stuff about Robin is, is, runs on being based in the cloud. And I think yeah. that's great. I think that's great when you're at home and you have unlimited data access to next, you know, if you use broadband, you have unlimited data. I think it's an exceptional challenge on us wireless carriers where you're capped. And that's um, and kind I, of where I see it. I actually see the problem. The, the flip side of that. I think that, um, despite Apple's absurd, uh, pricing tier for the iPhone where they charge you an arm and a leg to have enough, internal memory to make the thing useful. Um, memory prices, SSD fast, you know, fast SSD memory prices are coming down at a considerably accelerated clip right now. And so I don't actually see the issue of internal phone storage being an issue a year from now. Um, and so like, I think, I think, what I know of what they're doing is very clever and it may be, you know, I don't know who their market is. It'd be interesting to actually like talk to those guys and find out from them who they, who is your market 18 months from now? Right. Cause right now it's the early adopter community, the crowdfunding, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's, it's no matter how clever it is, no matter how easy to use it is, it's going to be too complicated for you know my parents and in-laws to use and that's why they're going to keep using an iphone right. um and yeah, also that's, that's a fair you know point. but i can see it being of value to like you know enthusiast power users who have either they're just interested in how the tech works or they have a very specific use case i'm wondering you know 18 months i'm sure these guys are thinking in a much more intelligent way than me about where cloud computing is going, where mobile cloud computing is going, you know, 18 months from now. And so maybe what it is, maybe it's a first step towards, you know, towards harnessing cloud computing power, not cloud storage, but cloud computing power on the go, right? right. Maybe it's a step towards, you know, something like that, like being able to do all this crazy computing, you know, power from your from your mobile device and so it's kind of a building block for that that's the kind of stuff i don't know but but you know i don't know i just it's the same thing and this is kind of a 
the segue into one of the other topics we're gonna we're gonna talk about with uh, Andy Rubin. Mm -hmm. I just um, it, it's sort of the same thing, and I want to be disproven, despite my you know enjoying what did you say conflict? Um, conflict man. Yeah, I just I don't see I don't see uh, the the mass market use case for any of these variations on Android. Um, it's funny. You know, I, I think we agreed an extent we disagree. So you, you mentioned cloud computing. I totally see cloud storage. And, and it's funny that I say that because I was like one of the last five people to switch from hard storage to cloud storage or from, you know, from on-site mm -hmm. storage. And so I, like, for example, you know, I mean, for years I had my music stored locally on my device. For years I had my photos stored locally. Now I am all about Spotify. I'm all about Google Photos, even on my iPhone. Yeah. And, and it's funny because, you know, I, I tend to look at that through the lens of, oh, you know, maybe it's even though I was one of the last adopters, maybe I'm, it's because I'm a tech geek. Maybe it, maybe so, but maybe not the case. My mom, my dad both use Google Photos regularly. I have a bunch of people in the family. I'm trying to count them out hand five six like six people or so that are coming to mind right away that have that use google photos did they set it up did they set it up themselves or did you set it up for them uh they two people set it up themselves either four i okay. set it up for them google photos is a great product yeah and i mean it's a fin it's a fantastic product and the ability to me like i use drive every single day too so to be able to access that stuff in the cloud like i don't even set up a phone anymore i i turn it on i put in my google email address i download the apps of course but then everything's there right and I think that's, I mean, they're onto something with the cloud storage. I just, yeah, to your point, I wonder what the market is exactly for something like this. Yeah, I don't, I just, the, the current and my, uh, you know, I'll say up front that my, anybody listening here who has a better understanding of what Nextbit is doing and how Robin works, and especially if you have thoughts on where they're going long term, uh, hit us up on the Twitter at UnspawnCon, UnspawnCon. or... Go to the Tumblr page, unsponsoredcontent.tumblr.com, uh, or you can go to the Aaron Baker, Sir Gorgeous Facebook home spot, and you can yeah. you can post to his GeoCities about, My face page. about how good his face looks. Uh, but seriously, hit us up and let us know what you think, because my understanding of the current the current the way that you know the first device, the Robin, works is that you know it's got all your stuff, your apps backed up in the cloud and it learns which apps you're using when and it can um, you know it can serve space on your phone by offloading stuff to the cloud and then it kind of grays out the icon on your phone and if you want it you hit the button and it'll re-download and install it for you but if you're not using it it there's intelligence behind it right. there's machine learning that you know kind of automates it for you I just um, you know again I, I uh, um, I'm curious where, where it's going long term because those are some smart people uh, and people with good track records who are, are working oh, on absolutely. that project. Yeah. Then again, people with good track records don't necessarily make good decisions. That's true. I mean, my track record's like a six minute, five minute. <laughs> that worked out pretty well because there was an echo going and so you sounded like the devil at the end. Excellent. Um, good. I hope it comes across on the finished recording. Yeah. So, uh, Andy Rubin. The uh, original man who started up the Android thing and Andy sold to Android. Google and worked at Google for a while. And actually, then, I don't know uh, if that's how, where Andy was named. I, have, I can't actually recall off the top of my head. It's late here. Me neither. Um, and he worked at Google for a while, and he was involved in some 
very uh, very hush hush, but ultimately high profile acquisitions. Boston Dynamics, which is a, a robotics company, and some other stuff. And then he left Google, and uh, uh, Sundar Pinchin. <laughs> Sundar Pichon. Thank you. Yeah. Um, good old Pinchin Sunny took over the Android there, and Andrew Rubin kind of disappeared. I think it's while. actually pronounced Sundar Pichai now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. Yeah, because it means spelled so, uh, P-I-C-H-A-I. So, so um, you actually brought this story to my attention before I, I saw it myself. Uh, but so there's a rumor, a report initially on the information that was then amplified across the blogosphere. And uh, Aaron, why don't you tell the kids what uh, what Andy Rubin may or may not be up to? It's rumored that at a high level he wants to make a, another smartphone OEM. Um, so hardware this time, yeah. not software. Yeah, no, yeah. so hardware this time. Which I find fascinating because it ties back into all of the stuff we've talked about in previous episodes with Nexus, with what Google potentially may or may not be doing. So I'm like, there's this kind of burst of new Android OEMs, I feel like. Or maybe just one is planned. I don't know. but Or maybe or maybe just one. Yeah, maybe it'll all go back to just Google. Or there's going to be 500 in the next year. Um, and so the the... Reports that I saw said that um, he's specifically contemplating or has even actually started trying to recruit people to work on this thing, which would be funded at least in part by his own venture capital fund called Playground Fund, which he's got $300 million at least in the bank. And with his record and connections, you know, I'm sure he could raise plenty of money oh, to do this. Um but that he's specifically looking to, to build a high-end Android phone. Well, and that's where I'm like, what? Like, that's completely contradictory to what the market says right now. Yeah, um, I, think it, I think it sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, I'm like, low and mid-range is where it's at, in my opinion, right now. I mean, particularly emerging markets. So, like, why wouldn't you create a $99 Android phone? That, to me, has far more legs than, you know, another $700 phone. Yeah. From a company that's never been heard of until it releases this device. Wait, release? Let me say it again. Release the cloud. Uh, release this device is what I said. So there's a great comment, and you know, quoting internet comments as source is like, I don't know, listening to a podcast for intelligent uh, stuff. But there's a great, great comment on uh, the Verge article uh, by somebody named Sly One. It says. This is the same guy that kept saying how OEMs and carriers brought, quote, value to the platform with the skinning and bloatware, trying to dismiss the fragmentation complaints early on. Wonder what he thinks now. Ooh, that's deep. Yeah, so, you know. Um, Which is funny, because I actually have thought not skins from, like, five years ago. Those were pretty terrible. But skins in today's market and maybe up to, like, two years ago, I 100% think provide value. So I think but... But carrier bloatware sure doesn't. No, no, no. I think, yeah, carrier bloatware, say that three times fast, is um, definitely, I would agree with you there. I don't know. I don't know that I agree that skins provide a lot of value these days. I mean, everybody keeps talking about how, you know, material design finally got it right. And, you know, here's, you know, the Nexus is supposed to, I mean, is you've used more Android phones in the past couple of years than I have. Yeah even though you're now a shameless trader. Yeah, I'm about um, to switch back, though. Although I say that every week. Is the, um, you know, is the Nexus really where it's at? If you were going to, 
I mean, let's put the Note 5 aside for a second, because that, that has the stylus and the digitizer. So just putting that aside for a moment. If you were going to pick up an Android phone to use every day, what would you go with? I would go with either an HTC device or a Samsung device that's not the Note 5, like the Galaxy S6 or Galaxy S6, S6 Edge. So you wouldn't go with, with stock Android? No, so... Okay. Okay. Uh, no, actually, yeah. it's, that's a fair point because I am considering the Nexus 6P as well, but I'm considering it for me. Now, if I were recommending it to somebody else, my mom, my dad, somebody that's not as techie, absolutely not. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I just, you know, I think if, like, I think if this is the same rumor as Google's building its own phone rumor, and if, like, you know, in the new, the new Alphabet uh, corporate structure, somehow in some way you know they start part of that is like they start an OEM or Andy Rubin starts a new company and they acquire it but it operates independently or whatever and it's their phone hardware shop yeah. like the idea that like Andy Rubin might be building the phone that will wind up being Google's house phone that I could see making a little bit of sense yeah um but yeah, starting a new OEM, I just, I don't know, man. I, uh... You know, it's funny though, like, I, I'm totally going back to two minutes ago, but I just have to go back to this. I used to argue that all the time. Actually, I'm going to take back, really do I do this, but I'm going to take back what I just said. The Nexus 6P is like the first device that I would recommend it to a regular consumer. I think it's a combination of the hardware being good and Marshmallow being finally at the point where it's the material design with a couple of data tweaks that have been added. It's finally at a point where I could recommend it to a mainstream consumer. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, I said that, and I'm like, I've said that for years, and I still believed it for previous versions of Android, but I think Marshmallow is almost there. I still think they're bring, there's a ton of value added to the software of, like, TouchWiz and Sense. There's a ton of value added by, and obviously the Note 5 is an exception because of the S Pen, but I still think there's a lot of value provided and goodies provided that people actually use, not just me, people, mainstream consumers that I've helped set up their phones use those on a regular basis. I really liked uh, when Sense first, well, not when it first came out, because I guess when it first came, did they, back on the, what was that Sprint phone where they had like set, was it called like Sense 3D or something like that? It was like the Evo that? 3D. No, before that, and it might have even been before Android. I'm wondering which one. You're talking about like Sense running on Windows Mobile with the three kind of the three D ish looking animations. It was like a, a, an iteration yes. of Sense. Yes. Yeah, that back is running what I'm on like about. oh the, some of the older HTC Windows Mobile devices. Um, and it's not like the, the HD two H- on T Mobile. Not the HD two. No, before that, the HD two was. Oh, I love that phone. Yeah. Um, that was. I remember when I reviewed that phone. I was like, I feel like I'm holding the future. <laughs> but I really did it. Now it was so big and so thin. No, and now we're on the internet machine, having a podcast. The future. Oh, somebody! Somebody said we need to do uh, video, and my answer is, um, my answer is, I sent Aaron an email. So once he finishes digesting it and gets back to me, then we'll. Uh, We'll go from there. Yeah, I like video. 
but I will, yes, you did send me an email, and this week has been a long one, so I have not digested it to the digestion that I would That's like okay. to digest. That's okay. You take your time. I just want to, I'm just addressing the, uh, the rabid fan base. Yeah. I don't know what the phone was. It was before the HD2 even. Anyway, point being that um, what, I, what I was going to say before I got distracted by myself is that I really liked... Uh, you know, when, when HTC, when Sense first came out, Sense for Android, um, you know, I really liked it. And I really thought, like, you know, this is, and I used, I used an HTC Android phone and then another HTC Android phone. Like, those were the phones that I used when I was using Android for a couple of years. Um, and a big part of that was Sense. Um, I also really liked the hardware. Um, and then... You know, and then Android caught up just enough that it felt like the value add from Sense wasn't, you know, the the, the value add lessened. Um, so it's just interesting, you know, that, I don't know, the, the notion that, like, the companies have been paring back on how much their skins do and... Um, well, and I think a lot of it's that, you know, I think a lot of the current Android cues have been taken from the, some of those skins. And so now it's, to some mm -hmm. to some extent, those are kind of redundant. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Google's so, kind of like, hey, partners, try your features, and if they work, we'll roll them into the latest builds of Android, and then you can just take them away. That's what everybody always accused Apple of doing, too. Yeah, it's weird how those companies work. Yeah. What's um? Is there still a robust jailbreak scene? <laughs> I don't, I don't know even that I would know. Call it a robust jailbreak scene using that exact. No, I mean down by the uh, down by the junior high school. No, I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> no, is is you know is iOS jailbreaking? I don't know how much of a thing. I mean, there, it's still a thing, but I don't hear about it as much, and I don't know if that's because the forums have evolved to different forms of communication i'm just not hearing about it as much but well so i just did a i googled ios jailbreak and the top three in the news posts are from the following publications latin post gospel herald and tech and tech news today so very so relevant at, yeah at least one of the three outlets i've never heard of seems to be technology related hmm. okay yeah interesting um, Five compelling reasons to jailbreak your iOS 9 device. One, complete customization. Yeah, there's not that much customization on iOS. They don't, actu they don't actually talk about when any of the customization... Oh, custom fonts and apps. All right, yeah. I mention that. Uh, discard iOS frustrations. So... If you don't like Google Photos collections feature... You can install a tweak that only allows it to display the album's view. That seems like it's... Oh, what? shut up! Hmm. Oh my god, I just got we just got somebody else's ad in our podcast. Oh man. I, I apologize to everybody out there. Maybe it didn't come through. I think that's Maybe... a signal that it's time for lightning round. Okay. I feel like you oh, should do lightning round sounds. Can I give a quick update on my... Um, on... Uh, I don't think I talked about this last week. I might just talked about it with you offline. Oh, yeah. But how, like, right after I said on the podcast that I thought Sprint should fold it up, um, I found out that Sprint could save me, like, 70 bucks a month on my bill. 
<laughs> and so, so made the decision instead of getting the T-Mobile iPhone on whatever Cyber Monday when they had the 64 gig for the price of the entry level, we decided instead we were going to try Sprint because hypocrisy is the golden rule. What do you think so um, far? Haven't done it. Okay. Haven't done it yet. And then I found out tonight that starting tomorrow, so Friday the uh, 4th in real world time, T-Mobile is going to be offering AT&T switchers, of which I would be one, um, 128 gig iPhone for the price of the entry. I know, I saw that today. The which, AT&T gift. Yeah, which who cares, because 64 gigs is plenty. Um, for me, anyway. Yeah, same. Um, but, yeah, I think, I don't know, I think I'm still still going to try the Sprint. It's $70 a month is a lot of money. Yeah, for two lines, that's awesome. It adds up. Yeah. That's All what's right. up. As they say. That's what's up. All right, let's go to the lightning round. Lightning round. I need sound effects. <gasps> it's lightning round <laughs> on unsponsored content. <laughs> Boom. Okay, you go first this time. You go first. Damn it! I knew you were gonna say that. Darn it! I don't know. Can we can we say bad words on this podcast? Yeah, of course. Okay. Jiminy crickets. There you go. Do you like dogs, yes or no? Yes. Why do you like dogs more than cats? Because they're better. Well, I don't think so. I happen to like my little cat. I know. I don't know, I love dogs too, You've though, been so. You've been wrong about other things, so... Yet you still podcast with me, so that sounds like the definition of insanity. Well, no, nobody else will talk to me. That's true. <laughs> I'm just the one that calls you every night and says, will you please podcast with me? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, hit me. Was that was that really your question? That was really my question. Do I like do I like dogs? Yeah, it's the first thing that came to mind. I'll ask a more serious one next time. Wait, release the hounds. Release the hounds. No, it's still it's still hounding. Audio. Um. All right. Do I have to ask you a question now? Yeah, you do. <clears throat> um. Where is it? Had it. Ready and waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Carrier holiday specials. Mm. Go. You just stole the next one I was going to ask you. Excellent. Carrier holiday specials. Which one am I most excited about? Well, what are they? What are the ones you know? I don't know. I was I kind of wrote that in the lightning round email earlier, hoping you would figure it out and then just say it. Oh, wow. Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots has died. Who did? Scott Weiland. Oh, wow. Uh, he was the lead singer of Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, on the topic of lead singers, I was listening to Michael Bolton earlier, and it was great. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was good stuff. I don't really? know. Holiday specials. I am. I think I, what I meant there was, like, in general holiday specials. Like, did you, did you get any? Are you considering any? And I think... I tried to get a Nexus 6 from Amazon on Monday because they were $199, and I did not miss that one. I was out in East Texas. My connectivity wasn't too good. How much are they usually? Like three, like 320 to 370 Okay. And I was so like, 199 I was like, that'd be a fun phone yeah. to mess around with. Sure. And then I could just sell it and move on to the next one when I'm done. Do the mess around. Yeah, so I was like, I don't know. I tried to get that. I tried to get, there was a Galaxy S6 deal I looked at that I thought it'd be kind of fun to play around with one of those for a little bit. Because I carried a lot of the Galaxy S devices, and the 6 is the first one. Actually, the first one since the original I have not carried. And so I was kind of like, hey, I need to 
round out the train, you know, round that out and carry it. Um, but it did. All right. I lost all it. All right. I got one for you. Okay. Yes or no? HTC is launching a watch at Mobile World Congress 2016. HTC and former or current employees don't comment on rumors or speculation. Yeah, but you didn't actually work there. You were like the social media guy for a couple I have months. paychecks that said I worked there. Right. And actually, I was pretty intimately involved in a lot of product stuff, so. All right, well, I'm going to say no. They're not launching a watch because they know that would be a waste. Although, I don't know, I, I've been hearing, did you see the thing earlier this week that, um, which airline is it is going to, United, I want to say British iPhone Airways? Sixes. No, well that too, that uh, one of the airlines is going to start accepting Apple Watch boarding passes. Haven't because the, the majors accepted that for a while? Uh, it might have been uh, like British Airways. Um, mm -hmm. because there's been this big spike in Apple Watch adoption in the UK. Let me look this up to make sure I'm not just making stuff up. Huh. Yeah, British Airways to expand Apple Watch support. British Airways reports near quadrupling of Apple Watch app usage will soon handle bag drop, too. Wow. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so my question to you, I feel like I asked, I've asked this one in the past, but it's relevant because we switch phones, or I, we talk about switching phones a lot. If you weren't carrying the iPhone today, which Android phone would you carry? Like, if you were going to Sprint to get a new Android phone and they didn't have the iPhone, what would you carry? I don't know. What do they sell? Pretty much every flagship. If I was going to Sprint? Yes. Um, and they said, we are out of iPhones, sir. I, well, I just keep my phone. No, 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 all right, don't be honest. You'd be like, can I order one? All right, shop. Phones. The LG V10 is too big. LG um, V10, I was messing around with that one the other day at the AT&T store. I go there every so often during lunch, and it's a pretty big phone. It feels I've good in the hand, though. I've heard it's, uh, I've heard it's very, very good. Yeah, it feels good in the hand. The camera was really awesome. Um, so that was me imitating the echo that I heard on my own. No, it was the echo, um, not me talking. Yeah. So is the A9 smaller than the M9, the one M9? Uh, yes, it is. How big is the one A9? Comparison to another phone, I would say it's slightly larger than... It has a... It's a five-inch display. Five-inch, okay. Yeah. But I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to compare it to a phone you would know in the hand that you've had in the hand. What about the E8? How big is the E8? Uh, it's a little bit larger. It's about the size of the M9. So I, I would consider the A9. I would consider the S6 Edge. I think on a previous episode I said I'd get the S6 Edge. And then somebody on Twitter was like, dude, don't do it. I had one and like... The light coming off the curves like gave me headaches and stuff. I have no idea if that's true, but hmm. I read it on Twitter, so I believe it. Yeah, I um, think on Twitter's true. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with the uh, the A9. Nice. Okay. Do you have one more to ask me, or was that three? Or maybe the Kia Chera Torque XT. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um. 
Do you have a last one to hit me with? Or is it, did we do three or was that two? What, those two. What will be the biggest mobile phone related story of the next six months? <laughs> I feel like you read that off of something of next six months. No, I made that up. I really okay. honestly made it up. Oh, uh, let's think. Here, I'll, I'll redo one. This is one that I read off of something. What is your opinion on the Samsung Galaxy Note 2 certified pre-owned phone? Oh, man, I think it's very certified yeah. and much pre-owned. That would be my opinion. Yeah. Biggest story of the next six months. Next six months? Mm, man. Uh, that's a good one because I'm stumped. Because I think we're kind of tapped out. I think it'll be largely around... Okay, so actually mobile-related, but not necessarily smartphone. I think evolution and in-car technology will be the story. What does that mean, evolution? I don't know. I used a bunch just, of big words and yeah, hoped you wouldn't You can know. say that's fine. You don't have to. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, what I mean is, like, I feel like we've tapped out the potential in a lot of ways for hardware. So, I mean, processor-wise, they're all fast phones. They all have three to four gigabytes of RAM, at least in the high end. They all have you know, massive displays, quad HD displays. They all have 13 to 20-ish megapixel cameras, depending on which device. I just feel like the next thing is going to be something outside of the phone, whether it's VR. Actually, VR would be another one that I would say. VR is going to be huge, I think, in the first half of next year. I also think a lot of the in-car stuff will be huge. So like some of the technology, like connecting your phone in a better way to your car. I think it would be cool. I think a really good leap forward for in-car technology would be buttons. Buttons? Touchscreens to control in-car systems is the stupidest, most dangerous thing I've ever heard. Oh, totally agree. Totally agree. Like, how you can't, you can't manipulate a touchscreen while keeping your eyes on the road. No. Or if you can, I... it means that you've done it so many times looking at it. That you finally memorized it, and either we'll way, have bring, we'll good. have to like talk about this in a future episode because this is actually like one of the things I'm most passionate about about technology is in-car technology. Like, I think there's so many ways that we can reduce the number of deaths, accidents on the road. Like, I'm very passionate about in-car technology. Right, but are you passionate about aviation? About what? Aviation. Yes, I love aviation. As you found out when you trolled me yesterday on Twitter. I wasn't trolling anybody. I just can't. Let me tell you about my Boeing 787-8 or 788 as the aviation geeks call it. I can't. I can understand a parallel, so I guess I can understand it. Like I could draw a parallel to something else that I'm more interested in. But I cannot understand how somebody would willingly trade a first class seat on one airplane for a coach seat on a different airplane. Because there is nothing like rotating off of runway 17 right and climbing to flight level 410 with flexed wings and a beautiful Dreamliner that's pressurized at 6,000 feet. While being crunched in between two sumo wrestlers who haven't showered in a year. Worth it for the Dreamliner. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. All right, do you have a last one for me? Okay, yeah, I do have a last one for you. I was hoping by saying I do have a last one for you, it would come to mind. Let me think. We're, we're overly prepared for this week's episode. So you, we are, and it's it's fantastic. You mentioned previously, you know, a couple of apps that you use quite often. What's your least used application on your iPhone? Of the apps I actually have? Yeah. We should uh, we should post our home screens to the Twitter, or to the, uh, to the Tumblr. Mine's all like financial apps, Spotify, and social. 
I mean, I have a fair number of apps on here that I don't use ever. Um, do you want me to name them all? No, I mean, just, you know, that. What, what's that one that comes to mind? Uh, uh, well, so, okay, so the way my home screen's arranged, I have six folders, and then however many, uh, four, one, two, so there's 24 spots, no, 28 at the bottom. So I've got six folders and 24 apps. The 24 apps, I use all of them, you know, at least semi-regularly. Mm -hmm. Inside the folders, there's a folder, there's a folder that has the, I don't use contacts ever. Okay. The contacts app on iOS, the one that comes to be installed, Never use it. I just get the contacts from inside of the phone battery. Um, Game Center, never use. Compass, never use. iTunes Store, never use. Yep, same. Um, Apple Watch app, never use. Um, of apps that I've actually installed myself. Uh, oh, Apple, Z or Apple Wallet, never use. Um, I, guess it, I guess I do use it like it comes up on its own sometimes. Um, hmm. Xbox One Smart Glass. I used to use it. Don't use it much anymore. Uh, Kindle. I tried reading books on my phone with the Kindle app. Don't like it. Don't use it anymore. Um, I installed Layout for Instagram. I've never used it. Uh, Cozy. I don't even know what Cozy is. I think that's uh, our time. <laughs> that's what? I think that's our time. I think we got to call it. <laughs> you don't want me to go through the rest of my apps? I opened a can of worms. You're like, let me show you all of these things. Let me, let me describe for you, if you can imagine a phone screen with some dots on it. Yeah, you're like, I'll start with this one in alphabetical order. Yeah. ABC. ABC. No, I'm kidding. Um, sort of. All right. Well. Excellent. Should I, should I give it the shout-outs to... I'll give the shout-outs. Okay. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, UnspawnCon. Be sure to follow us on our Tumblr as well. And, of course, I'm on Twitter at Aaron C. Baker. Noah's on Twitter at Noah Kravitz. And I'm going to... This is an Easter egg for anybody who's still listening. When Aaron and I decided to do this, we said, you know what? Yeah, sure, let's do it. And uh, if we get to, I don't know, three episodes, then I guess we'll figure out like if we need a name or whatever. And then we got so excited after the first episode that like, we made a name, and Aaron made a little uh, logo, which is really just some text with brackets around it. But it's lovely. I like it. Um, yeah, it's nice logo. You know, and all that stuff. Uh, and now, now we've done three or four episodes. And, um, you know, the energy tonight, maybe... Well, the energy was fine. The preparation was maybe a little lacking. I don't know. But uh, anyway, what the point is, the point of what I'm trying to say is that, um, you know, at this point... We're going to continue to do this because we enjoy talking to each other once a week. But if you're listening and you want us to keep doing this, even though we are still going to keep doing it, let us know. Because maybe that will give us the motivation to get our act together. Make us feel good, guys. Make us feel good. Um, yeah. That wasn't really an Easter egg so much as me telling you guys to do something. So <laughs> it was, it was, a rotten, it was like it was an a, Easter egg. For a limited time only, save 25% off. It was a rotten Easter egg. Yeah, um, it's okay then. All right, it was well, a good one. that being said then. This time next week.
Unsponsored content, copyright 2015, Noah Kravitz, Aaron Baker, Incorporated. <laughs>